This man is terrible. Why don't you just go last? You go last. <laughs> no, Zay. I don't know what the fuck you said. I said back of the line. <laughs> Wait, can y'all just like, can y'all just, can you just like, what do I say, bro? Like, what the fuck do you want me to say? Bro, it's literally just like, introducing an You just go last. I'll no, 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 no. I don't want to go last, dude. I want mine to start off the pie. I like the energy. Man, my life is mad potential. Everything is great. All these white folks in my pocket, my jeans great debate. Yeah, I ride in Louis Buffalo, bitch, I ain't no sleep. All my people depending on that Moses make away. You're, you're part of the Spice Planet? No, man, I just had, I, I'm, I had to say this about the Ice Spice, man. For me, it's just like somebody who knows, like, it's just like a player who come in sort of knowing themselves. Like, they might be a young player, but they sort of know their strengths and they play to those strengths well. Versus a player that might be maybe more talented on paper, but, you know, don't know how to play their causes right. I think Ice Spice, she just knows, you know, she's sort of embracing, you know, her lane. Like, she just, she just the epitome of just staying in your lane and just, you know, eating your lane up. Like, she just doing her. And it seemed to be working. I thought, like, the production was interesting on this last project. I thought it really fit her, obviously. You, you know. You can do the drop. You can hmm? do the drop. The, the stop playing with him, Ryan. You can do that drop. <laughs> <laughs> that should make me chuckle every time. It's I mad hear. funny. Shout out to Riot uh, for executives <laughs> producing the project. Something we don't see a lot anymore, you know, like a artist having somebody else executive produce their shit. I would just, I would say this, though. Like, in a nutshell... It's catchy, like, the first two, they hit, like, they catchy, they dynamic, in her mood, and Princess Diana, and then the gangster boo with Lil TJ, like, she got on there with fellow New Yorkian, is that what they call, what are they called, New Yorkers, fellow New, New Yorkers. Yorkers. I'm not mad at the EP, I'm glad we didn't get, like, a forced 20 track this album the perfect from, from Ice yeah. Spice, I like the EP, I like the direction, what's the one that I fuck with? Acting a smoochie. Doug. That one's like a hit to me. Acting a smoochie when I'm off the liquor. Come on, man. <laughs> she added Loki a new word to the vocabulary. If you already had Acting a munch. A smoochie is crazy. <laughs> a smoochie, like like you said, a player a player that really knows knows their role. Um didn't try doing too much. And, and kept the music fun, you know. It's not too serious. You don't have to think too hard about it. You know, same thing with the Pink Panther single. Like, I don't know if it was Taj who said, I saw somebody say, like, we haven't ever seen two artists with such good general consensus around them. I don't think come together for a collaboration in a long time. Like, I've never really seen a Pink Panther's collab or a Pink Panther's complaint, serious one. And I don't think I've seen, like, a serious Ice Spice complaint that hasn't just been like somebody hating for real or saying some bullshit about i don't know whatever did you see her comments about when she was talking about um how she chat when she thinks about captions whenever she's <laughs> writing her songs uh-huh. like that's pretty much all she's thinking about <laughs> i'm just like yeah that pretty much explains it she wants to she sh- she says she wants to write captions like with her she yeah. says something along the lines of like that yeah. might be a bad omen jack harlow said that same thing <laughs> mm. It might be a bad omen. I wish nah. you didn't tell me it that. It might be. Don't it might them. be a sign. <laughs> nah, that's not no bad omen. Jerk Harlow is no ice. I feel fan. like that's just the Drake formula, though. Is it not? That's what I'm saying. And that's she. Fought, she has a lot of similarities, like just embracing the memes, like interacting with people on like Twitter and shit, 
she has a the special talent. I don't know if you guys, I mean, Vance kind of like alluded to or touched on it. Just that, I think that's like one of the most impressive skills of any rapper is like being able to add new words to people's vocabulary. <laughs> like nobody was saying this like slang until you started saying this slang, and Ice Spice can literally does that on every song. That's impressive. Like the only the closest comparison I could think of. It's like when Gunna was getting hot and like every other project, Gunna like was just dropping a new Drip word. Slime. And that word yeah. <laughs> that word just became common for everybody else. Like they would just pretend they've been saying it. Like niggas was like, I've been saying P. Like, bro, you never <laughs> said P <laughs> a day in your life till Gunna. <laughs> that, and Ice Spice has that same talent. That's a good point. Cause you're right. Like at the end of the day, this is language. And, like, it's not easy to create new language when this shit has been around for generations or whatever, however long we want to say this this whole art of, like, rapping or... I mean, wordplay has been around for fucking forever. So if you're still coming up with new words, munches and smooshies, like... And it has cultural... So speaking of language, she was on the... Uh, I think it's yeah, Ebro in the Morning, and they were asking her about, like, her background. It's, apparently she's, like, half Dominican. She was like, the Spanish rap album is coming. No, you're so. lying. Yeah, so she's gonna her in two years from now. Ice Spice isn't even gonna be. She won't even be in our market. In any, she's gonna be like next to. She'll be a bad bunny. Yeah, she's no gonna be way. there. She's she's not gonna be like insane. next to this brand, her brand is her, her brand, brand is hundred out of a hundred a plus. Like that's just a generational trait she got. And I don't know if it's generational, but she got the brand. I don't know. So it's just the it moment. We was talking about that a few weeks ago. Just yes or no. I mean, I, there we, was only we seven this. minutes of new music on this project. That's true. I don't. I again, yeah, we did discuss that. I don't think there's going to be like a it. I think she's just it. Like everything she does is kind of it. The brand she herself is it. I actually have a. I have. A, I have an interesting. I have a question. I just thought of this. Do you think if she dropped the whole project next and it's less than you know it's lackluster, let's just say hypothetically. Do you think that negatively impacts her in a way she can't come back from? Which poses my second question. Are there artists who you think now, especially since it's becoming more acceptable in the TikTok era, who should just drop, like who should never drop nothing longer than like 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes of music at a time? All, I mean, almost on some Tierra Whack type shit. That's disrespectful to Tierra Wax. I mean, not, Tierra, not. I mean, just on I the fact that she saying, never no, dropped nothing longer saying, than. I see what he's saying. He's twenty not minutes. Like she ain't dropping no full album. I don't think. Chan- I don't think. I don't think Chance. I don't think Chance is coming with like a reductionist mindset. Like, oh, it has to be lesser than, but in the sense that like he wants more, more bang for the buck in those twenty minutes rather than giving us fifty I'm just gonna minutes of it. Are you listening to fifty minutes of Ice Spice? She drop an album in like a month or whatever, whatever timeline is optimal. I'm not trying to hear 50 minutes of Ice Spice right now. Like, are you trying to like lock in for like 45? Not right now, but an hour. But at the same time, if she built, if she works towards it, if she works towards it, like Cardi B works herself towards like a Grammy nominated album off of Bodak Yellow, and I bet after Bodak Yellow, you would have thought like, oh, I don't want to hear Cardi B rap for like. Or even forget the amount of songs, the amount of years. Like, you would think, oh, I don't want to hear Cardi B rap for, like, four years, three years. Like, this Bodak Yellow shit is cool, but... And then she has, like, the Meg shit, the WAP. Like, she's still out here doing the shit, so... 
like Taj said, the brand is just a hundred out of a hundred, and right now the brand stuff just matters a lot. I, I think the music matters too, but I think she's also not only there, finally kind of arrived with the music, but I think she's gonna get better. Um, I think she has a floor of Lil Nas X and a ceiling of Cardi B if she never beats with Nicki Minaj, which is like not even a ceiling. That's just gone. So, I mean, if your floor is Lil Nas X and he's like one of the biggest stars in music. Ever. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah. Nigga said she the chosen one. We, she might be. Special they brand. Might be right, talk, she might yeah. be right from the Bronx. Speaking of special, I don't know if you guys saw, but we got album of the year talks already. From who? <laughs> A lot of people were claiming Lil Yachty. Let's start here. Album of the year. I was like, all right. Actually, oh, brother. Right. Not the team. Tell them, the team tell them people stop smoking, bro. Stop it. Whatever you smoking, stop it now. It's the drugs. Immediately. It's the drugs. That's the issue. It must be, son. Man, yeah. I don't even know how to talk about this Yachty album. Because Yachty has put himself... And I don't mean this in like a hateful way, even though like my tone may suggest otherwise. But I feel like he's always put himself as one of those artists that, because this is kind of a credit to him, that is like almost allowed to take leaps without getting the normal blowback because he's existed kind of in this cloudy, ambiguous lane of rap for his majority of his career. I won't say his entire career, but... <clears throat> the majority of his career, I think he's kind of been floating between some different sounds. So it's just like when he arrives to a new sound and it doesn't really hit to my particular cup of tea, it's like, yeah, I can critique it, but then you see a bunch of people calling it album of the year on Twitter. And it's just like, okay, I don't actually know how to feel about this album. Because it's impacting some people, but at the same time, I just feel like a lot of those people haven't heard music from the past that is just like way better. <laughs> on one hand, like I'm ready like, to cook this thing at one, the same time. This came out on January. <laughs> this album came out on January 27th. Like no, nobody should be able to allow to say album of the year to at least it's, March. It's like, foul. Relax. It's foul. It's foul. <laughs> But then on the other hand, like Van said, like I'm seeing people, on, and it's not like I'm seeing people on Twitter that's like just Lil Yachty fanboys and fangirls. Nah, I'm seeing like people whose music grind. opinion I respect, like going hard, like saying this is a ten out of ten type album. And I'm like, all right, like I really respect your opinion. I really I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not coming to the same conclusion. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just one of those things where. Feels a movie moment. Like I'm looking around and everybody's doing some different shit. I feel like I'm in the Matrix. Like the TL, the day that that album dropped was crazy. Like I've seen, I've never seen so many joint opinions from both people and users of Twitter, but also like companies, you know, like Complex Music tweeting like, is this the best album since da 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 da? Is this Yachty's best project ever? And I'm just like, damn, like. Nah, I saw some niggas comparing, like, this transformation. Like, I saw a nigga put this <laughs> neck up next to Tata the Creator, like, going from what he was on to, like, Flower Boy and shit. I think the the other nigga was, um, I think it was, like, Mac Miller up there, and they had, like... That's so nasty. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Uh, who who else had, like, transformation of music? It's, like, the most obvious niggas, like, had these major transformations. I can't think off the top of my head. I mean... You, you could think of a, a third guy. You can't. 
I can't think of it. I wish I could find it to you. I feel like the point has been. Yeah, you're you good. Whatever. I made been. the point. Miller, Anyways. Mac Miller is like a. <laughs> no, 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 no. Childish Gambino. Like, his switch up. I'm like, man. Well, what's Childish Gambino? I mean, he's I always kind of been on some, I, mean, I guess, alternative. He's been on some weird shit his whole career, but <laughs> he went, he did do a, a drastic switch up from one album to the next. Anyway, point being. I'm just like, man, I'm not trying to take nothing away from you. And I'm not going to say the album like shit or nothing. But it's just like, all of just praise feels like somewhat racist to me. All right. It's like, all right, this man, like, he goes start making like alternative white people music. Impala, white people. Let's call it what it is. Isk music. Right. He enlists. And you know all the And I'll most, say it's not historically white people music because you know who created that it's shit. Not. It's us. But I'm sorry, but I'm, saying, I'm like, not, you know, Yachty, psychedelic, Yachty like, isn't one of the niggas that's allowed to get on stage and make that excuse, like, yeah, I'm doing this for George Clinton, and I'm doing this for James Brown and the founders of funk, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not you, bro. It's just like, cause, and then you're gonna say, I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously as an artist. All right, nigga, so rap better. No, as a, yeah. <laughs> no, that was the part that made me mad, because I, it wasn't even you, that's my whole thing. I'm sorry, Taj, hold on. It wasn't even you, my nigga, like. You didn't put features on this thing because I'm like, man, you didn't write like Daniel Caesar wrote this. All them other niggas, like every song had a feature. And I'm like, these niggas kind of eating. But like when Yachty gets on here, I'm like, dude, except for on Pretty, that I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> but um, I don't know, bro. Taj, don't pretend like you was hating. Don't, don't I pretend like I, was, I never hated on the album. I hated on the quote he said where he said, I wanted to be taken serious as an artist, not just some SoundCloud rapper, not there just a mumble rapper. Number one, there's never been a mumble rapper. <laughs> like, I, I hated that term from the moment it came out of like mumble rapper. Like, You're a rapper ooh. where you could truly understand nothing? <laughs> I don't then think they've two, been SoundCloud rapper. SoundCloud made you, Yachty. Like. I found you on SoundCloud. I was one of the biggest Yachty fans in like 2016 off of SoundCloud Yachty. And like, he used you, nigga. That's why at first I really saw like the beauty of the story of the arc of like Lil Yachty's career of like, he tried to make this experimental album when he was 19. It failed. Now he tries again at like 24 and he gets like the praise. And I'm like, good for Yachty. But I don't understand why every time somebody like makes that jump from like rapper to another genre. They have to then nah, like shit on rap <laughs> on their way to another artist. Like, like, bro, you've been an artist. Now that's what's doing in a different genre. People. That's what I'm now, to me. I'm now an artist, and it's just like, okay, I don't know what what you were doing before wasn't. What about that wasn't art? But hey, man. I also think this album like falls under. This is where I think a lot of the album that you're talking come from. I think. I did this for like a Roy Woods EP that he dropped like 2020. I called it like the sandwich theory of like he knew like Drake wasn't going to listen to the full EP. So he just made the first song hard and the last song hard. And then Drake was like signed off on it to go. I think that's what this album is. Like the first four songs are like good. Then the last four songs are good. And the middle is just like nothing. Like there's literally nothing in the middle of that sandwich. <laughs> nothing in the middle of this album. And I think people just listen to the first four and like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> then it listens to the end and they're like, oh, I'm here. I just know the middle had to be good if both ends were good. And they just call the album you a trick. When in reality it's like a high five, low a six. A trick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just like, I'm not, again, I'm not mad at the album, but I mean, Alphonse, Pierre, you know, one of the it's just like one me. of the reviews I really liked. One of the one of the reviews I really liked from him. He wrote about 
in Pitchfork, he said like this album basically strives to be on the dorm room walls with like Tame Impala Currents and Frank Ocean Blonde and it was a bar. I'm like, yeah, it's very true. Like in its worst way possible, that's where it strives to be when it doesn't really have to be that. And then on top of that, like Taj said, the cherry on top saying I'm not a rapper just makes the whole thing way more corny to me. Um, especially again, like this was really kind of my caveat was like, especially if this album would have dropped in 2018, 2019, I would have been like, sure, this is a leap that like, I'll leave, I'll like, I'll take this journey with you, even though I might not like support it off rip. But like in the era where Steve Lacey is like performing at the Grammys and going number one on Billboard, like I'm not calling this an experimental crazy leap a jump off the porch album because it's what it's what's in right now like it's what people are doing so it's like i feel that talk from rap fans and people that weren't expecting this from yadi because i wasn't expecting it definitely but hearing it it's like okay it's like silk sonic same thing with silk sonic it's like okay Nah. Like, I wasn't expecting Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack to collab together. But now that I hear it and I see where they're going with the route and the angle, it's like, okay. Like, I very clearly kind of see wh- where you guys are trying to attack right here. And I respect it because it's what's, it was what was in and it's what's going to work. Like, it's a guaranteed bucket. It's like going to, like, Steph or I don't know. Steph isn't. The, it's like Jordan in the clutch. Like, it's a, it's a bucket. You're getting the bucket. It's almost like you just you just want to appease, you know, the um, alternative listener, which is becoming not even a more alternative listener, listener. Like the the who are like the influencers in like that community. Like you want to appease those Anthony guys. Fantano and Anthony Fantano. Anthony Fantano gave it a seven. That's a good rating for Fantano. Yeah, for him, I'm surprised. That's a good rating for Fantano. Yeah, that's a it pretty is. good rating, exactly. This album, last my last take, it made me buy more Tizo stock. Because if the world was going crazy over this, when Tizo actually does Wait, the real album, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when Tizo Touchdown actually does what a lot of people think this album is doing, I right. still gotta see. It. I still gotta it's, see it. I've had Tizo stock. You know me. I've had my Tizo stock for a little, but I did sell a little bit. I can't lie, because. I mean, he was getting money doing Calvin Klein ads and stuff, but I was waiting for, you know, his project to come out. I mean, and granted, it was the pandemic. It kind of was a fuck time to drop an album and try and tour and stuff and make money. But I definitely wish we saw, like, Tizo's kind of been quiet since he dropped those singles and did those videos, like, uh, around 2019, 2020. He was building the fan base. He, cooking. he was on tour with uh, Cali and uh, Tyler. Vince and Tyler. Like, there's no way he didn't come away from that tour. With, like, yeah, he went on tour. He went some on type tour. of musical. But jam. I would have thought there was gonna be some like, um... <clears throat> yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. He was probably building the catalog, building the catalog. Smart. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just hoping that uh, it fills up. Still, one of the cases where it's like I still gotta see it again. Like I gotta see if he's capable of giving us the full album. You know, it's the difference between a series of songs and the full album. But I like what I mean. Again, like you said. I like what I've heard so far. I got some, I got my stock. You think it's gonna? You think it's gonna? You think it's gonna go though? Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think if it is of quality of the time he's been taking, and like it reflects yeah, if that. The time, if the quality matches the time, yeah, 
Because it's like you you can clearly tell people are like fiending for like somebody to merge these worlds of like alternative and like rock and rap. And Tizo is like clearly that person. <laughs> he is the one to do it. So if he can actually pull it off successfully, that'll be a, one of the albums of the year. That'll be one of the albums of the year. Interesting. Early on her mm-hmm. take. Let me get my heard and man. I'm gonna play um I'm play the song by Lil Shimmy off his project ZN. He rocked with Kodak now. Um, sign of Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's called Broken. Like the bass line, like how I ride in the car. So, fuck with that. Oh, oh, I'm already broken. When stress is going to be the This shit ain't changing me when it's time. I'm zombie scoping out. A mirror jeans, that time I walk my Glock, it poking out. This shit ain't changing me when it's time. I'm zombie scoping out. A mirror jeans, that time I walk my Glock, it poking out. It's too much smoke up in the air, got him choking, got him choking up, got him choking. She want my heart, ain't nothing to give, already broken. I'm already broken up. I'm already broken. broken up. Too much dress, it got me floating. I pop a perk and dive inside her like the ocean. Oh, they won't walk with me, BC, they must be joking. I get nervous, nigga, moving wrong, that chopper open. See how they doubted me, but all this time knew I was chosen. They better not play with me, I'm blitzing, then I catch them loafing. Not even possible to I was about to say, Ticketmaster's not going to How is that impossible to track? Like, when you resell it through Ticketmaster, it'll have a limit. You can only resell it for this much. I'm saying you can only resell it. You can resell it in other ways than Ticketmaster and transfer your ticket. Well, that's an interesting discussion. Let's discuss will that, will that actually work. Are we not discussing it right now? And I'm saying it won't work. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, of course people can. But, like, let's say you, you, you want to sell your ticket last minute or whatever. Or let's Bro, say if you want to say okay, you enter the raffle, correct? Yeah, I ain't check on it. Though. Okay, I don't know now let, let's sell. say let's say you hit, and your ticket has to you have to pay four hundred dollars for a ticket, and you know people are fiending for these tickets. How much do you think you can make for off that ticket? How much do you think you can make? <laughs> I'm not a scalper, but like a thousand fifteen. Okay, now if Ticketmaster tells you, oh no, we're only letting you sell for four hundred, what would you then do if you know your ticket is worth fifteen hundred dollars? Somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's how dumb that plan is from Ticketmaster. <laughs> no, but I think like they have some type of mechanism set up to where you can only transfer the tickets via Ticketmaster. Okay, now let's say So you won't be able to do a legit sale. Like, nobody would trust that. Like, are you just going to go on eBay and be like, I'll take your word for it. I'm going to send you the money and you're going to fucking send me the tickets. Like, no. Like, you need the transfer, which is why you have to go through these third-party sites. So if you can only resell on Ticketmaster. You can transfer tickets on Ticketmaster, though, without selling. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need to sell the ticket. But I'm saying, like, if you a random person. All right, I, I guess if it's person to person. But if you a random person, like nobody's gonna trust another random person, like to exchange tickets after they give them the money. You feel me? Like that's a scam waiting to happen. It's like if you are gonna offer up or eBay, and it's like they ask for a deposit. I mean, that you, happens like, on Reddit all the. I mean, like, I mean, it, I mean, it happens on Reddit all the time. Like the way we bought soccer tickets I'm, for the Premier League in England, like we went to a nigga on Reddit. He showed us a picture of the tickets. We sent him the money. He sent us the tickets. We got in. Yeah, mother said, I think you're underestimating how much people would fiend for this live performance. It's like, I don't right. know. That sounds like you begging to get scammed. I don't trust it. I mean, there's... But, hey. I mean, I guess, but there's also, like, it depends on the platform. Because, like, on Reddit, like, if you're scamming, like, you won't be on the platform very long. Same way with eBay. Like, niggas... I mean, you just make a new account. <laughs> what the hell? 
You think scammers give a fuck? You could just make, but like how long do you think you can get? A, how long do you think you can get a jig off though? I don't know. Niggas evil and spiteful in this world. It's really good versus evil. Anyway, I think you want to speak about something that was egregious though, man. Ticketmaster as of late. Um, you know, they've been under a lot of fire recently. Joe Biden, president of the United States, he he's vowed to, you know, take down their egregious fees with tickets costing, you know, up to three times as, as much as face value and, and fees and whatnot. What do you guys think about that, man? Vance, can you just speak a little bit more on this issue, please? Over to you. The White House cited a GAO review. I don't know what that stands for, for real. But, yeah, this is like the Junk Fee Pre- Prevention Act where the White House cited a review of 31 different sporting events across five ticket sellers' websites in order that service charges amounted to more than 20% of the face value. Total fees reached up to more than half, like Chance said, and <clears throat> essentially all these service charges are, are kind of coming out of thin air. Like it's, They've, they've kind of always been a thing, these overheads, these these stupid fees of kind of all like, literally called junk fees have always kind of been this imaginary thing. It's just now really getting out of hand when it's coming up to like 50% of uh, what the ticket is worth. And then you, you start seeing like stories last year where like Little Sims couldn't continue her tour. It's like, why are these artists not able to make the money that's being earned by these companies off the tour when the artist isn't seeing these... Uh, seeing this money um and she rapped about that too even in the, in the last album the latest one so <clears throat> i think it was between biden's recent kind of this this white house action um and then a group of taylor swift fans about a month or two ago when her tickets dropped for her tour um and there was a lot of issues with resellers and scalping on the website and live fees changing um and they basically got together, lawyered up, and, and, and kind of threw the book at Ticketmaster saying, like, this, this shit is just unacceptable. It's way too hard to, to buy a ticket, um, and it's way too expensive. Um, now, to kind of break down the infrastructure of how it's going, you, you know, in the live, live music space, you kind of have three big players. You have your, your ticket distributor, um, then you have your promoter. Uh, and then you have the, your your venue. So your venue is going to be offering the space out. Um, they might be taking a cut. I mean, they're going to be taking a cut of, you know, whatever's coming in at the bar. They might be taking a cut of merch. Um, they might be taking a cut at the door. So it benefits them to have a lot of people in. But at the same time, they're going to probably charge, try and charge a high fee to the promoter, who's usually just somebody coming out of nowhere to look to book an artist. They probably have a connection to an artist and a connection to this venue, and they're trying to merge the two worlds. Now, the promoter and the artist are usually coming together as a tandem to sell the most tickets possible because the promoter is putting himself kind of at risk by booking the venue and booking the artist. Between an artist and a venue, you can be like three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 in the hole, and this is on a super small level. Um... So now you already have to make back 5000 in just tickets. So the promoter's goal is to keep costs low while, you know, tickets and earnings are high. Classic kind of business model. They're usually working with the artists to kind of achieve the same goal. Now, the issue with Ticketmaster 
is that they're playing all of these roles at the same time, and there's no other choice to to do a tour through or to, to route your tour through. If you want to do SoFi Stadium, if you want to do Crypto.com Arena, if you want to do State Farm Arena, all these different venues, you have to go through Ticketmaster. So when Ticketmaster plays the promoter and they play the venue and they play the ticket distributor, um, there's no incentive anymore for the promoter to work with the artist to look for a low price on the venue. They just have every incentive in the world to charge the highest price possible for the artist and their team. And on top of that, take a huge cut of unnecessary junk fees, which now Biden are finally is finally coming after. Um, I think it's interesting just because it's it's not really something I ever really saw coming on the radar as being one of those music issues that's going to come to the forefront. Um, but at the same time, I think it's beneficial and impactful because I feel like it's something that's damn near affected everybody, whether it's like concert tickets or sports tickets, like everybody's just dealt with stupid service fees. Like, I'm going to give y'all just a quick rundown of the fees. They be having a f- the, the, the ticket price. Then they got the service fee slash charge and order processing fee. Then you have the TM Plus resale service fee, the delivery price, a facility charge, and then taxes. That's nasty. Also heard some shit about like how Ticketmaster can sort of see like in real time like where the most buzz is or like where the most in demand seats are and literally like hike up the prices accordingly i mean y'all were there when we bought the kanye our dynamic price when we put when we bought the yeah the it kanye when we bought the kanye drake tickets uh the prices for the seats when they had first dropped were changing like every minute like you would buy you'd be in section 200 and the seats would be 350 or they'd be 250 and then you go back to section 200 a minute later and these seats are now like 350 385 it's like yo it can't be legal because it's like, where's where's the money going if it's not going to the artist? Like, that's where the illegality comes in. Like, this money can't just be getting made up because it's not really what you're offering. Back to my original point about value and, and prices. Like, so you're saying if they, if they separated that and Ticketmaster could only be the ticket distributor and not also the venue provider? You um, shit like that. Yeah, if they don't have as much of a monopoly... Or, or the promoter as well. Like, so they're not the only one that's allowed to promote the show. Um, and be, yeah, the venue. Like, if, if they just don't have as much of a hold. Because right now they're holding all three. And, like, they have it locked down across the country. Like, if you want to route a tour, you have to have a relationship with Ticketmaster. It's just, like, a thing that, that's, like, there. At all levels, too, for real. Like, when I saw Baird in concert, I had to buy a Ticketmaster uh, thing, I think. Um, that's really like the main ticketing service, the only one for sports too. So I think the real question is what do you guys see a solution or is it, is this just the solution is one, you should not be able to resell tickets for more than you paid for them without the money going to the artist. One, I think there should be a cap on how much more you can sell it for, but if the money is going to go up, I think some, I mean, there's no way to get that money to the artist because that's the whole that would kill the entire incentive of reselling it for an increased price. But I don't really believe in the ticket reselling without some of that money going to the artist, you know. Um, 
When you say reselling, you mean somebody like, like me buying a ticket to Lucky and then not being able to go to the Lucky show and then being like, "Hey Taj, I have the last ticket to the Lucky show the night before. Like, do you want to pay one hundred fifty dollars for it?" And then me reselling is fine. Just stop the egregious fees. It's like with Uber Eats. Like, goddamn. But like, but why? but that's the egregious fees is just gonna happen through reselling. But no, I, I mean, if you want to take like, all right, a 10, 15% fee off top is cool. But then you got all these other bullshit ass fees that you're not factoring in into so your So Chance, cut. let me tell you this. So imagine they get rid of government. Imagine they get rid of all the know. fees. What would stop Ticketmaster from having a bunch of bots? And I'm saying this kind of like rhetorically because they're already doing it. But what would stop Ticketmaster from getting a bunch of bots to buy their tickets at face value? And then going straight back into the Ticketmaster app and immediately relisting all those tickets for like 50% off. Is that real? Yes. That's got to be illegal. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Why, like why the haven't re- we heard more about that's this? That's what I'm saying. The reselling shit is insane. Like you buy a ticket and it's like, oh, there's only resale, ava- there's only resale available. And you think like... Ticketmaster reselling their own tickets. I mean, this is like, this goes back... This is a classic practice in the music industry. Like, labels buying their own CDs and stuff so that, like, things make sense numerically. Because there's, like, a... There used to be a fee that if I sent... If I drop an album and I send a certain number of CDs to Best Buy to sell my album, and they're only on shelves, I pay for them to be on shelves for a month, and after that month is over, there's still 200 Vance Thomas CDs on the shelves. Like, they ha- I have to pay for a fee to get rid of those. So, like... In some cases, it would just be more worth it for the label to just like artificially buy all the CDs on the shelf than to get rid of the shit. Can, I don't know if you have time or something, but can you do like Vance on like the cover of like a, a '90s R&B album? You're crazy. And put them on the shelves. Me on like. <laughs> oh, okay. I we'll mean, see. I mean, not do all right. Maybe don't put them on the shelves, but can you just like crop him over like a. Um, I don't know, like Luther Vandross or something. <laughs> the fact that that's what popped into your head it's when Van said Vance Thomas CDs is insane. He used his whole name, so he can't be a rapper. He has to be, I have he to has be, to be yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. So that is sick. I can't even. That's imagine. sickening. I'm just thinking about the. Uh, is it is it Luther, or is it Pendergrass? Know, the like, picture in like the snow with like the coat in front of like the raft or like the canoe. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Might be Marvin Gaye. It's one of them niggas. Shout out to the Taylor Swift fans for like getting it this far, but you don't think they can right. stop the monopoly? If you, if you control seventy percent of the market, seventy percent of the ticket sales in the U.S. would go through Ticketmaster. If you could have that amount of market share, like, come on, <laughs> you're not stopping this. And if they did stop it, it would be chaos across live music. Like it would this just is, be chaos. This is just foul, bro. Like for real. It is crazy. It's nasty, bro. Like I, 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 I will never go to Ticketmaster if I can help it. Like I'm always on StubHub, SeatGeek. But those are like, all just gonna. Those are all just Ticketmaster. Really? You know, I'm about to say, you know what happens? Even if one of those do pop up and get five percent of the market, Ticketmaster just buys. <laughs> it's like it doesn't really matter. There's nothing that's going to happen. But maybe I've been pessimistic. Maybe I agree with Taj, but at the same time, I feel like it's a bubble effect. Sometimes I just forget that, bro. It's really like three companies that own everything companies in each industry i'm like who am i to think that stuff could be their own entity <laughs> how silly of me i used to really feel like righteous when i went to them over Ticketmaster. i really did i'm like yes shout out to you and your ethics i'm gonna go 
I got um, Matt Keen. He falls into that subdivision of artists that Chance likes but doesn't publicly say he liked too much. He only, like, claims, like, one out of ten of the niggas. Like, like who? Destin Conrad. <laughs> like, he falls into that family tree of, like, the Destin Conrad. You mean Matt Dylan Keen? Sinclair. Yeah, that's what I said, Matt Keen. Oh. Yeah, I'm playing Matt Keen. Uh, this is from a 2020 EP called Dry Creek Road. This is Hurt People. Really good song. Really good EP as a whole. Uh, yeah, I think if you like him, if you like Dustin Conrad, you like any of those subdivision artists, you'll like Matt Keen. He's not super clouded yet, only like 11,000 followers on Instagram, which is crazy to me. But yeah, here it is. Here's Hurt People. call it a classic already i feel like with the numbers with the quality it's one of those rare you can call it a classic we'll already trending, we'll say trending and, towards and is SZA one in that top five artist category of all artists right now is, yeah like just across all genres i said all artists so look this is so like so, so no 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 i know i know it's easy <laughs> well, I think we, I think we're, we gotta remember the distinction between like who delivered a really great project and who's truly the best artist, because like, and I'll, and I'm not, I'm not doubting her here, because she made a huge vocal leap from the last album to this one, but like she still has to beat live performance allegations before we start talking about top five greatest artists ever. This is true. Not ever, sorry, but top five. You already say yes. <laughs> No, no, he can't. I'll let him recant. I'll let him recant. That's why I had to cut him off. That's why I had to respectfully cut you off because I, I was just like, yeah, we have to think about some other artist qualities before we talk about top five artists. Now, SOS, like I think that's a, I think that's a, that's I think that's damn near classic. Like snooze far, like she really did it with SOS. So in terms of like artists in the space that can deliver a project, like yeah, she's one of the. She's one of the best out right now, music makers. But when we come talk about the full, to me, you know, it's always been the distinction between best and great. So she might be one of the best. But if we're talking greatness, like I still got to see her do the tour and beat the allegations. Because they said she was singing in cursive before. You guys are doing a universe tour. You got to come up with two openers and a headliner. For the whole universe, and you got, like and you got to sell out. Shit. Yeah, you got to sell out for like aliens. Like you got to pack. <laughs> Just you got to pack it with. Like, you got to really out pack for these. Aliens is crazy. <laughs> you got to pack countries with these artists. Who, who are you doing? Just three. Yeah, you got to go from continent to continent with three artists. Two openers and a headliner. Who are the three? 
I feel like this will answer the question of like who are the big three artists in all of all artists are right now. Hmm. I mean, shit. After that Beyonce to do after that Dubai Beyonce shit, man. Did y'all see that? That's what I'm saying. Like she, she can, put yeah, on a crazy it. show. Like that shit looked like some Marvel. Like that's movie. what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. Nigga, they had a jet flying over the water. Like to- <laughs> <laughs> September, man. I might be in. Um, I might be in SoFi for that Renaissance. Like this man keep teasing the fact that he just bro. You want to <laughs> okay, go to the concert? Go. Just go to the concert, bro. <laughs> I do, son. I do. But um, but nah. I think I think just what Taj said in terms of like. Thinking about who I would really want to... Like, for Aliens. Back to the Alien point. Like, I think Beyonce is one of those ones that would really wow the Aliens. Nice. Um, I think The weekend. I mean, you know I've been standing on my... Oh, I think this is where we get torn. You had me with Beyonce. But Do we uh, keep going. I want to hear the I mean, y'all just, y'all just know. Yeah. Y'all know I, I, I've been uh, set on The weekend. Wait, so it was, what, two openers and a headliner? Well, Beyonce is yeah. probably my headliner. In terms of the openers, it would probably be like weekend, because um, it was when we were, when Jason was on here and we were having like the weekend bad bunny talk. In terms of just like um, the range and, and and stuff like that, I just don't know another artist that has so much reach. You know, like in tr- like in terms of putting on a good show, Travis would be a nice draw too as an opener. Like I would love to have Travis as an opener. I know he's gonna put on a good show for the aliens. I feel like I would have. I would feel like I need I need representation, so I feel like Beyonce could represent America. I feel like <laughs> I thought you were saying black. black. I thought you said, said black. I thought you were saying black women. No, she gonna represent all of America. Like America is black people. Like so. that's your representation. Fire. Um, you said Beyonce from America. I think you gotta represent like Latin, like the Latin community. So. Who's it a toss up over there in the Latin community? Like a Bad Bunny, it's not a J Balvin, um, a J Balvin. J Balvin low key might have more of a worldwide impact. I might, right now. I might opt for a Cali Uchis. I don't know though for real, but maybe. Um, I don't know. And then you gotta Bad go Bunny over to like so you know, Tim's. I don't know. Tim's might have to open for me. I don't know. She got a lot of flavors. You're not selling out countries, buddy. Nah, all right, I, I gotta like sell all the artists you name. Country. So I just I gotta like pick the, the most popular. Name. You're going to Mars. You, you gotta, gotta sell out the planet. <laughs> all right, all right. If I just gotta sell out the planet, you, like, you gotta sell the most tickets possible. I guess I'm picking Bad Bunny, Beyonce. Who's that there? I don't Is know. Is Drake in the conversation? Yes or no? That's all I need to ask. I feel like that's the name I was waiting for y'all to. I feel pose. like yes. I feel like he's at like. Cause he's 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 going I on think, an arena tour. Y'all know that, right? Sorry, not arena. Yeah, stadium. It, stadium. It was it was supposed to be stadium. I mean. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be stadium. It I was once like going down but to I arena. Think it, I, but I think but I think it got re pushed back to stadium. Like, oh shit. Okay. So if, if I would have said Kanye before the fall off. Nah. Drake. I'm taking Drake. I'm taking Drake. I would have had I'm him. I'm taking yeah. Drake on a world tour before Kanye. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. These Asians love Nigga, Kanye. do you know who Drake is? <laughs> Nigga, do you know who Kanye is? Nigga, they West like his is? Yeezys. The music? You're acting like the music is... You taking... You taking Drake... All right. <laughs> Pretend this is before the fall-off. I say if this wasn't for the fall-off. Before the fall-off. So... What was the fall-off? 
Before the divorce, maybe. Yeah, like before Donda. Was the divorce before, before Donda? Donda? Yeah. Mm, no, it was a little bit before that. Was it the the white? No, it was the. Was it the Jesus? It all started at the Jesus at the uh, the Life of Pablo tour when he did the Trump stuff. That's when it kind of. Oh started. yeah, the Trump stuff before that. So Life of Pablo. Oh yeah, the fall off was. Yeah. I don't know though. Even after that, any time before the fall off. <laughs> Just circa, circa before the fall off. Hey like, man, guess what? I'm still taking Drake. Yeah, I'm taking Ye over Drake. Is that crazy? Okay, so you got Ye as your opener. I mean, no, not now though. I probably have to open with Drake. <laughs> so you do okay. concede. All that. Drake, All bad that money, just to come Beyonce. In that order, okay. Beyonce headline. I don't Man, know though. Nah, thing. I had weekend. That weekend Beyonce. I'll put weekend Beyonce. I'm putting Kanye. Yo, back I don't know here. if back, yo, 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 Kanye yo. got his act together. I don't know if <laughs> sub out Drake because I'm I'm remembering like, back this to is the, a difference, uh, bro. The free Larry Hoover bro, tour. This is a difference. This is a difference though. Like Beyonce, that shit in Dubai. There's no other artist in the world right now that can do that. So that puts her as the standalone headline, right? Now it comes to like, can Bad Bunny do like arenas and like stadiums in like Europe? We think. Because Drake can. Yes. Hell yeah. We think Bad Bunny can do the same. I'm not doubting him. That's I'm just saying. You need I'm representation. Question. I'm, I'm wondering because I don't think he's done it yet, but I, I think that's his next big test to see like, okay, can I really do these numbers on another continent? Because he's got the Americas locked down. Because right now, it's just, I think that's the unfair part about Drake, which is why he's staying on my list. Is like he has the proven, you know, he's done it before. Like that nigga has. I've seen him move people in London. I've seen him move people in Amsterdam, Toronto, Houston, L.A. Drake is really worldwide. He's really Mr. Worldwide. Fuck Pitbull. Is he moving people in Brazil? I think Drake is. He just got the new album. That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine touring with Drake with that album with the new joint. Yeah, I'm opening with Drake. <laughs> Headline: Beyonce. It's that middle. I'm in, I'm torn between. You got to keep the vibe up. I'm not personally sold on Bad Bunny, but we can, if I have to sell out the whole universe, I feel like he's a logical choice. He's really missed the world. Yeah, the, the, I feel like Bad Bunny would have aliens lit. Yeah, Bad <laughs> Bunny, Drake, Beyonce. So yeah, we all got the same trifecta. That's a big. That's, right. a, that's a solid big three in music. I think we'd have a nice little galaxy tour. A mass billions. The unheard tour, promoted by Ticketmaster. I ain't gonna lie, when Beyonce, y'all, y'all remember like she doing that? You know the know she that mm, all drunken love. I just imagine like the spaceship traversing through the galaxy and it's just like <laughs> spinning lights just everywhere, just flashing all over. You know who wrote that? You know who we might have to take on the tour. Can we get an extra? Can we get a special guest future appearance to perform drunken love? From who? From future? Yeah, he wrote the song, so he deserves to sing it a couple, a couple performances. We're bringing him along. I'll take it. We'll bring him to the Americas. Fair. <laughs> he can only pop He's like the asterisk. Right. Asterisk only available here on, on these states. <laughs> yeah. Only in these certain countries. Uh-uh. Alrighty, man. I think that's it. All right, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Staying patient with us, man. Um, Short hiatus, you know, but nothing had really a happened. We week hiatus, but we back now. Back to regular schedule programming. We going up. Yeah. More guests, more topics, more music. 
A lot of stuff coming soon. Even maybe some stuff I can't reveal. I might even be NDA'd up right now. Who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, regularly scheduled. I'm going to play, uh, you know, I bought some stock. He even signed into my label this year. Um, you know, we just put out our first song of 2023. So we're ready to keep things going. This is a little bit more up-tempo track from an artist we've been supporting on our, on our side over here at the label. This is uh, Eam Triplin, Walked In. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just walked in. I'm the richest nigga. Let's go death for bed. I'm the man. I said for my ex, we'll see that bitch again. Rubber band. I'm the rubber band. Rubber band man. I got hoes. Just so that you know, she probably one of those. At the show. Now my eyes better be posted at the show. Give a fuck what you heard about or what you fucking know. Bitch, I'm posted with a Glock 43 up under this coat. Nigga, try me. Then I put them on the bench like on the coach. Hoes mad. I be mad too. I'm on a whole head, hit the scene. My whole 38, she riding in that jet. AMG, GT53, you see me riding past. Pretty E, bitch, I'm pretty E, the nigga of your dreams. Watch your tongue when you speak to me. Cause I'm out with a real piece on me. I heard that boy wanna feature. Oh, huh? But he can't help for my feature. <laughs> you gotta hunt to the suburbs. I be with all of my teachers. Get off your ass and go get you a job. That's for your broke ass, need a bit. I'm the richest nigga, let's go bend for bend. I'm the man, I said for my ex will see that bitch again. Rubber band, rubber band, rubber band. Podcast over, dog.